Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Jaron Vecchio. And on today's show, we're going to get a little bit more information about a pop-up photography tour taking place across the region. But before we get into that, joining me over the phone is Sebastian Cosa, goaltender for the Edmonton Oil Kings and recent first round draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings. Sebastian, first off, congratulations, 15th overall to the Detroit Red Wings. It's been a couple weeks, but we've been trying to get you on. We know that you're rather busy right now and we totally understand, but can you still put into words what was you know the feeling when you heard your name finally get called? Yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> to be honest, it was. Uh, it was obviously surreal. Um, and honestly, I, I couldn't really put into words so much excitement. Um, you know, so much. Uh, you know, definitely pretty anxious uh, during the draft. Um, hadn't felt. Uh, hadn't felt the nervousness until about till picks were getting selected. So, just when I heard my name uh, called out, and obviously with uh, Detroit when they they traded up for me, um, obviously there's. Uh, they want me there, and there's high expectations, but um, you know, there's nothing more, but nothing more that I want. So, um, yeah, like I said, just so much excitement, and, and uh, obviously a lot of a lot of years of work put into it, but still knowing that it's just uh, the first step of the way. For those who, including myself, uh, I find it really intriguing the whole process when it comes to the draft. Um, you know, being scouted, having these uh, pre-draft interviews, and then of course after you're drafted, speaking with the teams. What was it like? Yeah. You know, speaking with these teams. Uh, I'm assuming you know it must have been really cool to speak with uh, Steve Eiserman before and after you were drafted. Definitely, yeah. Before, I think uh, obviously they have, they have scouts to watch your game, but um, with the interviews, they just want to. They want to know your personality. Um, you know, they want to actually get to know you and, and uh, you know your actual drive for the game and then what makes you uh, who you are. So I think just before they do, a, they do a, definitely a lot of digging with uh, who you've been living with or, or who you've uh, you know crossed paths with down the road. Um, so they've done a lot of that before the draft and then you know kind of after there's just the, the quick congratulations and, and you know lucky to have you or sorry, uh, you know happy to have you aboard. Uh, with the organization and, and just yeah, let's uh, let's put the work in now. Day one. I'm, I'm assuming you probably can't say which teams you talked with, but uh, do you have a number of how many teams actually interviewed you before the draft? Uh, all of them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, thirty-two. Like, just talk about that, having a chance to speak with all the NHL teams. I think that shows that, you know, there is an interest from everyone uh, to, if they had the opportunity to draft you. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was a cool experience. Um, obviously, with this year being the COVID year and, and uh, you know, not being uh, able to meet them in, in restaurants. Uh, <laughs> I've done it once or twice before, but, you know, a couple steak dinners that, that were missed out. Um but no, yeah, it was it was obviously exciting. Um, you know, most of them have, have the same question um, questions, just kind of getting to know you. And um, but yeah, obviously talking to uh, to some teams. Obviously, you're your fan when you're a kid, and just being able to talk to those teams, it's uh, it's a really cool experience. I don't know if you have any cool stories. Were there any uh, specific players, past or present, that you had a chance to uh, speak with that maybe, uh, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, uh, starstruck, but maybe it was just super exciting to be able to, you know, share your thoughts with them? 
Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Detroit had me uh, had me actually talk to Chris Osgood there before the draft a couple of weeks. So um, you know, just talking to him and um, obviously, yeah, you know that they have a lot of uh, you know a lot of interest in you if they're going to have a guy like that talk to you and just him kind of talking about his career and his up and downs and just what to expect. Uh, and obviously, yeah, and then the expectations as well in Detroit there. So um, talking to him was was really cool. When, when watching like the NFL draft and these players usually have their agent right next to them and they're giving them updates being like, I heard this team's super interested in everything. They're giving them live updates. What's it like for yeah. an NHL prospect? Are you, do you have a little bit more knowledge than us, you know, watching the draft or is it just as much of a surprise when, you know, you heard your name? Did you have any incline, you know, any idea that that was when Detroit was going to take you? Like, can you give us a little bit of an insight on that? Um, yeah, there's not really during the draft, but definitely before the draft, you know, uh, you know the favorites that, that are most likely going to be able to select you um, and just, you know, where where they're seated in the draft and stuff like that. So definitely, uh, I feel like a little bit more knowledge, but at the same time, um, you know, who would have guessed that Detroit had to, had to trade up to, to 15 to, to grab me there. So, um, you know, <clears throat> definitely you do know the, the favorites, I think, but um, at the same time, there's... There's a lot of good prospects out there, and they can uh, the teams can go either which way. So, um, you know, just yeah, you're definitely surprised when your name is called. I had to ask too. Did you think that you were going to be the first goaltender chosen? I've, I'm going to be honest. I've had a lot of discussions with friends back home who are from Ontario, and they kept telling me, uh, you know, Jesper Wallstad is the best goalie in the draft. And I kept telling them, I'm like, this Sebastian kid, he's going to be good. I think he might be able to get drafted first. And I got to rub it in their faces when you got picked first. So was this something that you were thinking of? And does it make it extra special that you were the first goaltender chosen? Definitely, that's that's fine. Um, you know, a lot of those Ontario guys, I bet they haven't watched me, so that's that's the reason why. And there's there's definitely a lot of hype around Wallstead. So um, obviously, yeah, yeah, very confident in my game. I, I did think I was going to go first, as I should. I thought, um, you know, obviously, yeah, he, he's a really good goalie as well, and he has high potential as well. So um, it was kind of fifty fifty to be honest going into the draft. I thought, and um, you know, hear my name called first. It's uh, you know, it's definitely. Uh, you know, it's nice to hear it, and uh, but obviously, like I said, it's day one. There's there's a lot of work to be had, and now I'm just gonna gonna have to show Detroit that they made the right decision. I'm curious. I know that uh, you and your family were uh, in Edmonton at Rexall, I believe, watching the draft. I know it's not as um, what it would be usually being able to go up to the stage, and I feel like that would have been really cool to experience. But uh, I know that your friend Dylan Gunther was next to you, and he was also drafted. I, I'm curious if uh, you guys have a little like competition beforehand, see who's going to get drafted first, and maybe uh, have a little bit of talks about who's going to have the better career going forward. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah, there was, uh, the OEG put on a, an amazing thing for us, me and my family down at, uh, at Rogers there, um, yeah, we obviously, yeah, it was a great experience, but, <laughs> no, it was, uh, you know, as he was dropping, I think, uh, no, I, I didn't know which range I was going to be picked in, but at ninth, I, I thought I definitely could have gone, so when they said, uh, from the Edmonton Oil Kings, you know, there was, uh, a second or two that you're holding in your breath waiting to uh, to hear who they're calling but um you know no not too much about uh about the you know our career or who was going to go higher obviously he was uh yeah he, he's a stud obviously so i thought he uh he definitely dropped he should have went top five i thought um you know those teams he's going to be showing them that they that they made a mistake there 
Um, but no, no, uh, no, no, say nothing about the career yet. Although, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think he'll be scoring on me too much. <laughs> well, he's seen you in practice. He might know where all your holes are. Yeah, no, that's true. But, uh, he also, I, I don't know where he likes to shoot as well. There you go. I like it. Before I let you go, Sebastian, I, I had to mention that you are uh, a literal celebrity up here in Fort Mac. I know that you grew up here. Anytime that yeah. uh, we write a story about you, anytime the local paper writes a story about you, uh, it, it blows up. Everyone here has been fascinated with your your career. Um, I know that uh, you're in Edmonton now, but can you maybe just you know touch on your time up here in Fort Mac? Yeah, yeah, obviously it was uh, it was amazing. I, I love Fort Mac. It's still my home. Um, you know, I, I stay down here in the summers to train and stuff, but obviously always always love going back up to Fort Murray. A lot of friends up there. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I love Fort Mac. I think the city's great, and, um, yeah, I'm going to hopefully be back up there soon, uh, visiting some family, so definitely uh, a lot of people to see. I'm sure in uh, in a couple years' times when uh, you play your first game uh, with Detroit, uh, you'll have a couple of uh, signed Cosa uh, jerseys up in some uh, restaurants, and you might just have to sign an autograph or two and get some free meals. You never know. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's uh, not too bad of a deal for me, I think. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Sebastian, like I mentioned, I know that uh, you're rather busy right now, and we appreciate that you spent uh, a couple minutes just coming on the show. Uh, Congratulations again. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm a big Montreal Canadiens fan. Even though we had Carey Price, I was saying if you you dropped somehow, which I knew you wouldn't, to uh, 31, and I'm like, oh, if he drops, we have to take him. But uh, I'm happy to see, uh, you know, a Fort Mac kid go up so high. So uh, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. And, uh, yeah, that definitely, uh, definitely been cool. Price is, Price is my idol. So just being, uh, obviously, if I was anywhere around him, that would have been uh, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. He's, uh, he's a beast. So that would have been cool. But, uh, yeah, extremely happy to be where I am. And, and no problem. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. Once again, that was Sebastian Kosa, Fort McMurray native and recent first-round draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings. We're going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more information about this pop-up photography tour, which is taking place across the region. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And joining me over Zoom now are three individuals. We have Andrea Haley, Director of Brand and Corporate Services with Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism. We also have the person with the longest title I've ever seen, Teresa Buller, who is the coordinator for the Culture and Social Development Branch within Community Services Department within the RMWB. And we also have Teresa's son, Max, who uh, will be joining us. So if you hear a kid playing in the background, it's most definitely Max. So we're here to talk about... Uh, another initiative that Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism, along with the RMWB and other partners, are uh, undertaking, that being a pop-up photography tour. So uh, maybe just to start off, Andrea, what can you share for our listeners? 
Thanks so much, Jaren. Um, this is actually, uh, this project originated with, in partnership with Public Art with Buffalo, as we really had the shared goal of coming together um, in how do we strengthen the connection between people and the place they share. And so um, from our side of things on Fort McMurray with Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism, our goal is really to invite people to share who we are as a place and be a part of changing our reputation. And we want to have that invitation. And I'll hand it to Teresa to talk about from the Public Art with Buffalo perspective. Yeah, um, thanks, Andrea. <laughs> so we recently had a public art plan adopted uh, just as of May 2021. and. In that, uh, during our, our, our community surveys, et cetera, there was this really strong need for individuals to tell their story and to tell the story of the region. Um, and through that, we actually found that there were three key narratives that came out of this, which is amplifying our Indigenous narrative, also amplifying the narrative of the beautiful landscape and natural environment that we live in, and finally, of course, exploring and further uh, showcasing the wonderful diversity that we have here. So this one project really, and especially with the uh, partnership that we have with, uh, with Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism, um, we've really managed to, I think, uh, capture all these three key narratives in this one major project and on multiple different platforms. Okay, so I know Andrea, specifically you, you've come on the show quite a bit to talk about different initiatives to try and encourage people to uh, not even just move up here, but just to uh, try to learn more about Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo. And I've had a few chats with people uh, back home, not about moving up here, but they're always curious about here because there's always these different myths and different misconceptions about the area. And one question that they always tell me all the time is, you know, uh, how are the people there? And I came up here just after the the wildfire, and like uh, I'm being honest, like it just seemed like the community was like so close then, and it really hasn't changed. There are obviously a lot of different ideas in town, but it seems like for the most part, uh, everyone is really, uh, really, it's a really good community here. So I feel like this initiative is really going to highlight, you know, the people who do live here, and I think that's a big aspect in uh, trying to attract some people to come here. You nailed it, Jaren. Like, our, we have such a strong community spirit and just the community. I was at a pop-up yesterday. And, you know, there's a, a mom with her young boys and she's just like, we love it here. You know, then there's this other family and they're just like, we couldn't imagine living anywhere else. And, that, and one of the reasons is that this is one of the best places to raise a family. And until you're here and you experience the community, you you know, people can talk about it, but you really want to experience it. And we're so hoping that we'll be able to visually show some of that community spirit and the people that are here um, that really make this place why we all call it home. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, you kind of touched on it earlier, but... This isn't just a Fort McMurray initiative. A lot of people, uh, you know, just think of 
Fort McMurray. And a lot of people, especially, you know, if my friends, every time I say, you know, the RMWB or the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo, they're just like, why do you keep saying that? You're in Fort McMurray. But I'm like, it's it's an entire region. So I know a big part of this initiative is going to all our rural communities as well. And I know we were talking a little bit off air and uh, you mentioned you're going to everyone, even Fort Fitzgerald, which a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, sometimes forget about, which is, you know, a part of our region. Yes, it's so important to include the entire region. We you, we talk about the region all the time, and we want to make sure that that's why this tour goes completely across the region so that every single community and everyone has the opportunity to participate if they choose, mm-hmm. and that is so important. Um, mm-hmm. Ter- Teresa, I know you love, um, if you want to elaborate more on this, just because it's, it's... I do. I, I think that this project really does um, build a sense of unity between all of our communities. And I think that's what we're all really looking for is how are we connected to communities like Fort Fitzgerald? How are we connected to communities like Conklin and John Jay? And by being able to uh, tell your story, your visual story on these platforms, but not only that, this mural will give you the opportunity to then zoom in on video documentaries of somebody actually telling their way of life here within the region and that can really connect you to somebody so somebody in Fort Fitzgerald I was saying this to Andrea earlier you know what if they love fishing and they caught this amazing walleye or something like that and then a person you know in Conklin is like oh my gosh I was looking for the perfect hot spot for fishing well that person in Fort Fitzgerald knows what that is and maybe that's that's one connection and that's really what this project is about also showcasing not only our diversity but also um, finding the ways that we are united. We're going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this pop-up photography tour, but more about storytelling and how we're using art to do so. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And if you're just tuning into the show right now, joining me over Zoom is Andrea Haley, Teresa Buller, and Teresa's son, Max. And we're talking about the pop-up photography tour. And uh, just a reminder for Max, he is quite young, so if you hear a kid playing in the background... Most definitely is Max. But, uh, Teresa, I know uh, we were talking a little bit off air, and you wanted to mention, you know, just how important this initiative is, but just art in general when it comes to storytelling about the region. Can you maybe just elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's extremely important. This is this is one of those things, as we move, you know, throughout this 21st century and onward, we are... Um, moving into sort of a digital world also. So using these things like photography and videography and sort of finding new ways to showcase them um, while also considering the traditional, you know, uh, purpose for public art. Um, you know, I this is one of those things that um, is extremely important. And I mean, this is only one project of the multiple projects that will be coming forward as a result 
of the plan being sort of initiated or, or approved by council. Um, this is the beginning, I think, of sort of further building that creative narrative in our communities. Um, and I'm really excited for this one project, but I know we have so many more coming forward um, in the next 10 years. So something, there's more to look forward to. This is just the beginning. What I really like about this specific mural project also is that Although a mural is in situ in one place and you can go and you can take a look at it and then maybe never go and see it again, this one actually continues its story. So you can come upon it um, maybe next year and scan in and find a new video that will be highlighted on, on, the, uh, on the website that will be housed through our uh, Wood Buffalo Economic Development Team. So, I mean, you're going to find something new um, for three years down the road, I'd say, approximately. <laughs> We're not exactly sure how long these stories will come uh, upon us, but yeah, this is not just a, a one-time project. This is a multi-year project, which is really, really exciting. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So when talking about storytelling, and the story in this case is bringing people to the region, whether they want to visit as, you know, just a tourist or they want to come here with their family and live here long term. Do you think, oh, I'm going to say this is my opinion, and I'm curious what your opinion is, but art, I don't think, gets enough credit as, you know, a driver for actually getting people here, projects like this. Um, a lot of the time, you know, people just say, oh, I came up here for work or I know a lot of people this when they want to go to a certain area as a tourist because, you know, they have a favorite sports team. So sports work, they really kind of get uh, a lot of the credit. But I think art kind of gets underselled when it comes to the storytelling, which is getting people up here. Yeah, great point. I think, I mean, Andrew can also touch on this too when we talk about economic development and furthering our creative industry here. Creative industry actually contri contributes significantly to the economy, you know, of, of a place. Um, and when you think about that, think about all of the concerts that people come to see. Think about, you know, all of the graphic design and digital companies like art, we think of it as maybe when you think of art, you only think of it as maybe painting or visual arts, and these are all really important. But there are multiple different types of creative industries um, that 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 encompass, you know, our culture and art. So I think you know, I feel like this region is at the beginning of starting to discover that and starting to tell that story. What do you think, Max? Do you like the art here in town? Yay! The one downside of radio, you can't see the excitement on his face. But uh, we got to get, I, well, me personally, I got to get better at describing it. He definitely had a big, ah! there we go, we heard it there. The power of radio. <laughs> But uh, Teresa, Andrea, we're running out of time here. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Maybe we didn't have a chance to chat about. I think we covered everything. Really, we want to um, see everyone uh, from across the region. Can't wait to be in the different communities. And uh, please pop in, 
Uh, check out more about the project if you're interested in video sessions or mentorship, but also oh. just pop into the photo tours and can't wait to see you and learn from you what connects you to this region and why you love living here. Yeah, definitely. And don't forget to bring your props. You know, don't forget to bring that special thing that will make your image unique to you. Once again, that was Andrea Haley, Teresa Bowler, and Teresa's young son, Max, talking about the photography, uh, the pop-up photography tour that is currently ongoing across the region. So if you're looking for more information, all you have to do is head to the Mix News page. Now that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters, but make sure to tune into Mix 103.7 every weekday at noon to hear the interviews that matter to you and your community. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio, and this has been Fort McMurray Matters. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.